great intro. <laughs> Hey, we're on now. I love that. Wait, you mean this intro to the podcast that we're trying to do about soccer? Is it a soccer podcast? Do we I, talk about soccer? I, I We'll talk about soccer. I like soccer. I would love to talk about soccer. So uh, this and is the crocheting. American... crocheting. <laughs> yeah, crocheting? 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 in my head. So this is the American Allies podcast live. Well, it's we're recording it live at the event. We're going to edit it and get it out here tomorrow yeah. morning. Edit points. But we're in Nashville for the USA-Mexico friendly at the AO Chapter Bar here in Nashville, the Tailgate Brewery, talking about soccer. How I'll tell are you guys you what, feeling? I'll tell you what, I'm here with Donald and Justin. These are the only tens I see. Uh, <laughs> and that's why we bring Dan on the podcast. This is why you don't one? bring me on the podcast. How long are you waiting for that one? <laughs> yeah. Um, all night, all week. <laughs> so <laughs> that's waiting for you to press the record button. <laughs> so these two are the ones that stole our podcast for a week. Interviewing uh, people. This is Dan Wiersma and Don Moldwine. How are you guys? Good. You say stolen like that's a bad thing. We we borrowed it. We, we gave it. it back. We earned it. <laughs> and then you said I don't know why you, you rewarded us with more of the podcast, which we appreciate. Hey, you're, you're rewarding bad behavior. That is true. I don't know why, but I like your bad behavior. That makes good makes for good Ooh. podcasting. I don't know why do you guys gave it back to me. You're, you're just jealous that you don't have DW as your initials. Mm. <laughs> what? Donald Wine, Dan Wersema. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm Dan, very he's lucky. Donald. Oh, oh I, know, okay. I pointed cool. myself when I said Donald. <laughs> yeah, I this is why you don't record live. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get on to uh, some soccer? actual soccer talk. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a couple of us were in New York. So we have a game coming up, but what about the You're game actually we just in had? New Jersey, by the way. AO New Jersey is very defensive uh, about that. All right, all right, <laughs> so right. let's give them props. Though honestly, we were in New York for the night before. We were. And we were then we field. then we moved out there in the Jersey side. Yeah. It was a collaborative effort. Rutherford on the east side. Yeah. East Rutherford. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. In the beautiful MetLife Stadium. <laughs> Sparsely uh, attended. Let's not lie to the people. <laughs> it's definitely an interesting stadium. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about the game? You can talk about AO stuff. You can talk about the players on the field, the results. Well, I, I think the guys on the field, you know, it, it's obviously going to be difficult to play a team like Brazil, the five-time champions. And I, I really appreciated that they were fighting hard. It wasn't a point where they were, you know, that they gave up. They were scrapping to the final whistle, which I really, really loved. That's what we wanted to see. We didn't, you know, getting a win is obviously something we want to do, but I, I think we want to play hard. We get, we have to get back to that tenacity. We're playing hard all the way through because that's what's really going to make us a tough out is that teams know that we're going to play all the way for 90 minutes and they're going to get, you're going to, they're going to get their best effort. Yeah, yeah. I thought they played really good. I mean, not good. I mean, they, they played with hearts and like what yeah. you said. I mean, there's obviously awesome. mistakes, you know, I mean, you're playing Brazil. Like they, I don't know if I, looking back at the game afterwards, I didn't think that the penalty was a penalty. If you're going to call it when it's probably a soft one, but, uh, I, I think in the end, you had guys that played hard. You had some, I thought, some pretty good performances. Uh, Matt Miazga and Anthony Robinson stand out for me. Uh, what about you guys? Yeah, he only got better after he got torched. He yeah. learned from that experience, which, yeah. is exactly, which is exactly what you want these guys to do. And I was, you know, I felt like this is, is a learning opportunity. I don't think, I thought, I think very few people thought that this was going to be a W for the, the men's national team. Mm -hmm. But we all knew that this was going to be a learning experience. You play a five-time World Cup champion. You're in a um, pro Brazil crowd. Um, you know, Neymar yeah. is doing Neymar things for better or worse. DeAndre Yedlin, we can talk Both about fun. that a little bit later. Love yeah. it, love it. Um, but they, 
they went in there and they they played a game like they didn't care who Brazil was, and and that's great. Right. They lined up like they were facing anybody, and when you come up with the mentality, and, and it wasn't like they're saying. They probably weren't taken as a learning experience. Yes, they, that's probably what the end result was, but they were going out there to win, and I like that. So someone asked, like, what's what's going to be like playing against your teammate Neymar to Tim Weah, and Tim Weah's like, they better, they better watch out. They're not yeah. ready for us. Yeah. I really, I mean, and he's again, we have some guys that aren't scared. Uh, we have some guys that just aren't scared. Uh, like, Tim Weah, he plays with some of these guys. He's on the same team as Neymar. You have guys like Anthony Robinson, who plays in, in, in Cameron Car Vickers. They play in England. They're, they're not scared of these guys. And that's, you know, part, that's part of the, the learning process. The whole evaluation process is who's going to go out there and play like they're playing, you know, you know, with eyes wide open, like, oh, my God, we're playing Brazil. Or are these guys like, hey, this is just another team of 11 guys that are beatable. Well, that's how they were playing. I think that's I think that's a really cool element that because this crop of players has so much more international experience at the club level that this is not yeah, this is not an eyes wide open, oh my god, I'm frozen sort of thing. It's mm -hmm. like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna get roasted on the corner and it's gonna cause a goal. The rest of the game, um, you're not gonna see that again, or I'm gonna learn yeah. from this. You know, like they've been there before. DeAndre Yedlin has played in big games before and done good things. So when he sees Brazil, he's just like, yeah, this is gonna be a test, but I've been in tests before. Yeah, and you know what? Like, it brings me back to the the fact that you know we, you know, Clint Dempsey just retired, and one of the sayings about Clint Dempsey is what he tries shit. Yeah. These guys tried shit. They didn't. It didn't obviously work out. But they tried it, and I think that's what you got to say because you can't you can't learn from failure until you fail. Um, and if you try hard and you get it and you mess up, they're gonna learn from that and they're gonna get uh, they're gonna get that. And next time, maybe he beats that guy to the spot. Maybe he gets the yeah. ball away. It may be it may go a different way. So. I know I'm a Nebraska person. I'm going to talk about Nebraska football, but only briefly. One thing that the new coach says is that Nebraska is a football team. <laughs> I never knew this. This is the part that'll be You're edited a fan? out. I never knew this about you. He's the new coach is trying to create a culture of no, no fear, right? right? Try stuff and no fear of being like a failure or getting in trouble for doing something wrong. And is that what you're saying that they're doing on this team? That they're like trying to get people to play without fear that they're going to fail and just go after people? Yeah. It, I mean, a lot of the great coaches will tell you that. You, you learn way more. They don't like to lose, but you learn more from from losses because you can sit there and say, why do we why do we fall? So we can learn how to pick ourselves back up. Like it's the saying in lots of movies, including Batman, which I know you're probably about to say, um, which is one of my favorite movies. But yeah, you you can't you can't learn from something unless you try it and see if it works. Right. But that being said, I would really like to learn from a victory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mexico, yeah. Uh, on Tuesday. It's much more. It's much more fun to learn from. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay, fun so, to win. So this young team has played uh, France and Brazil so far. Uh, tied France in France mm -hmm. and now Brazil. What do you think about the result? You know, you got the France tie and now you have Brazil where we lost 2-0. All right, look, it, those are two different squads too. And I, I kind of look at, yeah, there were some guys that kind of overlapped. There were yeah, some yeah. guys that were called up for both. But you have to look at it as a two different instances. You, you went into a spot which a team who was favored to win the World Cup at the time, they ended up becoming the World Cup champs. So you look back at that game and you go, wow, we may, have, we may have been the impetus for France to come together as a team and go win the World Cup. 
that's got to be some confidence. And really from this, you take it, you say, hey, look, we're not going to win every game. We're just not. We, we'd love to win every game, but there's going to be days where you're you're not going to play well. You're not going to go be on the, the, the positive end of a result. But when you take that result, I think these guys will learn from it and will apply some of the mistakes or the lessons that they learned, see some of the mistakes that they made, and say, okay, against Mexico, we're not going to do that again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a fan at that game, so I, I'm not going to be very good at talking about the on-field performance because I was drumming during the game. It's really tough <laughs> sometimes to like really analyze like who was great and who was whatever. But like, you know what they did that I've never seen as a fan before? They applauded us before the game. The whole yeah. team came over and started clapping and acknowledging the fans in the section before they even played. I, I've I never like seen that. That, before that was a as a U.S. fan. Could it have been all of those lovely love notes that we sent them uh, before training? I mean, yeah, you know, it, it, without tooting our horns just for a second, you know, we obviously have escaped from a, a, a very dark time in U.S. soccer history for the men's national team. And, uh, you know, if, for those of you who have followed us on social and you've seen it, like this week we, we sent notes to all the new players. A lot of these guys who weren't involved in, in October 10th in Trinidad and Tobago, you know, through no fault of their own, they are now wearing the crest and representing a country of a, of a, 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 of a fan base that has a broken heart. You know, and, and we wanted to do something really positive. So we sent them, you know, all these notes just saying, we're behind you. You know, like, this is this is your team now. You know, we're, this is the best thing that we can possibly do. And I think, I think you see, like, they now, because they, they, they've never played in front of the American Outlaws. A bunch of them have never played before. Right. They don't know who the red, white, and blue people are standing and singing um, in the stands. And we sent a great signal, and I think we sent a positive message that, you know, through this growth period, looking forward to what they can do. Talking about the fans, we were the only, like, mass of U.S. fans in that stadium. Yeah, there were the a only lot section. of yellow shirts around there. Yeah, there were American fans kind of interspersed in there, but like you could, it was hard to see. But yeah. we had the one block, and that was really. I, I feel like our members and the people of charge, people like with American Allies, are doing their part to being engaged right now, for sure. Well, is, again, this is the start of a new cycle. We we are. A lot of people, like you said, were disenchanted with how things ended this last cycle, but now there is 206 nations in the world. They all got the same chance. They all have the same chance at this point. No one is eliminated. So we start afresh and really with a new crop <laughs> of players, you know, hopefully soon a new coach. But right now we're with an interim coach and Dave Sterkin and these guys are pressing forward. So it's time for us to do that. And I think what was great about our section on Friday is that everyone came to the game ready to be hashtag here for the future. They were ready to be involved in that new process. And I really appreciated that from our fans. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I, <clears throat> going to New York is always hit or miss sometimes just because New York is so big, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I thought that section was just so cohesive almost. And it was fun. They're into it. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, the drummers, you you guys were doing a great job. Our capos, uh, Mike, Marcel, uh, Sam, those guys were killing it all night. Like really, really getting everybody energized. And when, when songs were going, going for a long time, people were getting into it and feeding off of that emotion and applying it. And you could hear it. Like, I mean, I was listening to it on the broadcast. You could hear our section 
all night. It wasn't where it was a bunch of white noise and on occasion here. It was a consistent, you know, chanting that you could hear coming from our section. And he also did a great job of killing the wave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, the greatest uh, thing ever. The greatest threat to a, a <laughs> fandom that, that there is. We can't, ha we can't have that so anymore, people. <laughs> we are, our whole our whole slogan is unite and strengthen. This is one thing that you can unite and strengthen everyone in our section is the no wave. <laughs> no wave. Absolutely no wave. And you know what? It was beautiful to just see it. Just stop. People just dead. Like, everyone sit down. Yeah, 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 everyone, please sit down. <laughs> All right, let's um let's talk a little bit more about Nashville on Tuesday. Our friends Mexico. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about that now or, or heck yeah, man. Let's let's well let's talk about where we're at here in the in the Nashville chapter. We're gonna get John Slape, uh, the president of the Nashville chapter, on here a little bit. Uh, Nashville's always been absolutely amazing. And yeah. I was talking to someone earlier about this was one of the first games uh, I've been a part of with the U.S. Soccer that the whole stadium like stood the whole time. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what year that was, but it was absolutely it was probably incredible. The, uh, was it the Guatemala game, the 2015, right before the Gold uh, Cup? It, yeah, it probably was. Yeah. And it was Where it was like 46,000 and it was all American fans. And like, they're all standing the whole 90 minutes. Yeah. And that doesn't happen anywhere else. Like this is just a really cool soccer town. And obviously our chapter is just awesome here, but like everything here has just been awesome. Uh, the, the, if you could see <laughs> the attendance here this <laughs> night before, it's it's awesome. Uh, it's incredible. And uh, the great the thing about it is they have a reputation of having, you know, throwing great night befores, having great experiences with hosting. And I'm looking around at all these people, and I don't see, you know, some places you see a concentration of local people or people who come in close. We have people from everywhere. I see people from San Francisco, I'm from D.C. You got people from Boston. You got people from Nebraska. You got people from Texas here. Chattanooga. St. Louis. Like we have people from everywhere are cities. coming yeah. to uh, this game. Nashville, Tennessee. Good for U.S. soccer. Good for bachelorette parties. Oh, and good for hot chicken. Well, yeah, that goes. <laughs> I mean, thank you for saying that, but it, it goes without. It saying. goes without saying. So, yeah. it is I, had to, I had to say yeah. that. We are not, we are outnumbered by bachelorette parties. <laughs> I'm okay with it. We do. We we need some sort of like hot chicken tifo. At some point, we gotta we gotta talk to Slave about that. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe next time. We have we'll, a great one tomorrow. We'll pin him down on the podcast right now to get an obligation. Let's do that. Well, can we draw the tifo with the hot chicken? It could be like a it with could the, be hot the hot sauce? chicken sauce that's that's left on your hand after you uh, eat it. It'd be like a Hattie Hattie Trick B's hot chicken. <laughs> this is. Is this See, where we go to commercial? This is, this is why we're no longer going to be involved in the podcast. I He's going to fire both you. of us. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are always welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, right now, okay, so the night before is uh, incredible. So let's talk about the, the game tomorrow. Um, USA-Mexico, always not a friendly between the two of us. Not so friendly, friendly. And we will not, we don't want to lose this game. We're talking about, like, you know, we play these games, and we're just trying to, like, make progress moving forward. But we don't want to make progress against Mexico. We want to be Mexico. We can't stand losing to that. Right. And I think this might be the most interesting test for our players because for a lot of them, this is the first time. See? A lot of, a lot of people excited here. Um, there's a nice beer mid going on over there, too, that might have something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. We got some <laughs> pictures out on our social with yeah. that, I'm guessing. Um, but the, the best thing about this test is that for the first time for a lot of our players, they are entering this rivalry. It's the best rivalry in CONCACAF. You can at me if you if you disagree because you're wrong. In CONCACAF it, or the world? It's one of the best in the world. It's one of the best on this planet. It's one of the best in this solar system. 
But the great thing about this is these guys get to walk in to that atmosphere, that environment, and really for the first time, this is the pressure. There's only one game where we really, of this process so far, that we've said we expect to win, and it's this game. So that added pressure is a different element for these guys. It's a major test. That's a good point. Do you think these players, these young players, understand the gr gravitas of this rivalry? I think the great thing about some of these players, uh, if you follow their social media, they're really in tune with what fans enjoy, what, you know, what we're about and what we're looking for. I think a lot of them are in tune with the fact that this, to us, is a must-win game. Always. It doesn't matter where we're playing them here, in the Gold Cup, in the World Cup, in, in the Toilet Bowl. It doesn't matter. We want to beat Mexico every single time. And I think well, some of these guys have grown up in that. They've, they've grown up seeing us do the damn thing exactly. against Mexico. Exactly. You know, and, and, and we didn't do the damn thing uh, in November. Ugh. but. But they, 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 they understand they understand the importance. And of I think part of that is they want to bring that that moxie back. They want yes. to bring back that psychological advantage when we, we come out of the field back. and we are and we tell Mexico, hey, we're the best team in Cocktail. Well, and as long as they know it. they can expect some there's gonna be games. You know, and this will be a test of young kids is are they going to get sucked into that or are they going to, like many of the US teams have played, they're actually gonna play their game, dish it out get Mexico rattled, and, and, and that's what we do. I mean, we you, you talked about it in your, your game preview for uh, Stars and Stripes FC. Mm -hmm. Like, can, uh, can these young guys keep their cool and then actually reverse it on Mexico, get them frustrated and disorganized? Because yep. if you can frustrate their forwards, they they stop. They stop oh, that is so. That is one of the most intelligent things I've ever heard. Because you're right, that is how we won, won a lot of those games, like on Yewu with the stare, and like people just like. I was about to say, can we players. bring Gooch back just to just just for this? Just to be on the sideline and be like, yeah, just, yeah. Because you're right. Stay there. <laughs> That's how you get them off their game, and we were so good at that on those on those games that we beat them to nothing. Yeah, Dos Acero. And but, it, it's one of those things where those games. It's not like we didn't back down. It's not like that we didn't stand our ground. It was one of those things where they came to us, and we were like, "This is our house, man. Like, this is where we take control. This isn't your game anymore. This is our game. You're just happy to be here. This is America. This it's time for us to take what's ours. And I hope those kids tomorrow." Go out and get what's there. So is Nissan Stadium tomorrow going to be our house tomorrow? It's, it is now. It's my house. It's your house. It's our house. If you guys are listening and you and you guys want to get down to uh, get down to Nissan Stadium tomorrow, by after you listen to this, after you listen to this, don't do this while while in the stadium because we'll be right next to you. You can just talk to us. <laughs> Come down. Let's make this the best atmosphere possible for our guys, and let's make Nashville our city. Let's make this our house. Dan, hype the people listening to this in the morning about the game tomorrow. Dosacero is dead. <laughs> what long, the, the long, of the long hype. live Dosacero. <laughs> it's time we can bring it back. Hey, man. Look. Elvis is dead. Is Elvis alive? <laughs> you know what the best Dosacero was? The next one. Whoa. Oh, that's deep. There we go. That is deep. <laughs> Could it be tomorrow? Find out. Come on, come on with us. Honestly, I just, uh, I know. I would love a Dos Acero, but we we have to have a win tomorrow. But also like a I, 16 honestly, Acero. Honestly, I'll take, I'll take 16 to 14. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we win by two, that'd be great. If we win by one, that'd be great too. Be 
It's a football stadium. It's, yeah. a, fo it's a football line. You're talking. It's a football podcast. We're talking about football. <laughs> there are no there are no field goals in this game. I hope not. <laughs> so the section's going to be rocking tomorrow. We have what over a thousand, over uh, a thousand. people in our section. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're expecting, like 31,000, something like that. 31's the tickets right now. I, I'd say 35 by kickoff. Yeah. I think it's going to be rocking. We're going to have like 10 drummers. <laughs> yeah. Drummers keep coming out of the woodwork. It's yeah. great. By the I, I think it's great. <laughs> yeah. And so we're going to have some tr we're gonna have some trumpets tomorrow as well. Yeah, we got horns. Mm -hmm. Dude, the section, if it's, if it's, I think it's just going to be even better. Every time in Nashville we have a section, it is just incredible. Uh, I think it's going to be even more more better. Is that the right? More better. Uh, than even New York. It's, more better Mochetta. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, if, if you ever have an opportunity to get into one of our sections, this is the time. And, and you this, still have time and if this you're listening the, to this. And this is the game to do yeah. it. Like, yeah. you experience uh, a section with AO and one of the best rivalries in the world of any sport of any kind. Absolutely. It's tomorrow. But quick, quick plug. You could also do it in Tampa. Against Columbia, or now East Hartford, or again, yes, Instead against Peru. Hartford. Hartford, Hartford, <laughs> Hartford is. Uh, we we struggled to find a venue for this match, and uh, uh, what what do you, I'll not let you say it. Hartford is the. What is it? It's the booty call of U.S. soccer. Oh my God! Oh, I wasn't going to go that route. But yeah, well, we did. We're we just here. Took it there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, why, Dan? Why? Yeah. Well, what, what do you do? I'm stealing this. I'm stealing this line. John, uh, uh, Donald said this to me in confidence, and, and now I'm taking it and making it public. Um, because we're always we're trying to find a stadium. Oh, my God, where do we play? Where do we play? Pick up the phone. Call Hartford, you Hartford. Up? You up? <laughs> you up? <laughs> and, and then, like, yeah. Yeah, come on over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come play inside me. Yeah. Don't don't at, at Dan for that one. Definitely at Dan no, for that, that one. That's a good that's a good comment. I don't even have to edit that out. I think that's great. <laughs> We're doing it live. Do it live. Yeah, so Hartford, Peru, man, they're they're like they're getting some good matches. Colombia. They're getting tests. You know, Brazil, England, Italy, Mexico. on the road. England, Italy. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, we're playing. We're, this fall is just chock full of games. This just on the men's side. The women pick up. Like, we haven't got to the women yet. Yeah. I mean, look, October, um, I'm going to send out a personal request to anyone. If you run into your favorite AO National member, whether it be myself, whether it be Dan, whether it be Corey or Justin or any of them, feed us oxygen because we're going to need it in October. <laughs> we are going to basically. I don't know what you're talking about. I need it now. I was uh, even we just these prep, prep is great. I need you to prep. <laughs> we need everybody at their best in October. <clears throat> Yeah, October with the qualifying. Yeah, I mean, qualifying is going to be important. I, I, We talked about this in the other podcast, like how we the did, team's yeah. not even like looking past qualifying. They're looking at the next game, and I think that's super important. Yeah, and but here's, you know what, from the women's side, we're done looking past. That's that's next up. Qualifying is yep. on deck. So uh, for those of you who are going to carry. And they open up against Mexico. Open up against Mexico. How, how great is that going to be? That's yeah. I, I want to talk, like, what's – Let's try to get people to these games, these qualifiers. Like, you may not think it matters to be there for these qualifiers in Raleigh because uh, you think they're just going to qualify. Like, why should these people go and support our women's team in, in Well, in because North Carolina? The, while the result may be mostly a foregone conclusion, um, why not take the opportunity to see 
perhaps the repeat, the first World Women's World Cup repeat champions in action before they go out. Like, mm -hmm. it's a game in your backyard. It's a game in your region or your state or whatever. Like, go see the world champions before they go to France. Like, yeah, are they going to probably beat uh, Trinidad and Tobago? Uh, which, uh, thank you for... Yeah. Ironically, that <laughs> game is on October 10th. Oh, my God. No. Um, we but, take but October said, 10th like, back. You, yeah. get a, you get a chance. You get a chance. No way. That's, a, that's not true. That is absolutely storyline. That's a fact. We played Trinidad and Tobago in the last group stage match on October 10th, 2018. Absolutely. That's crazy. So, for oh, but the, in the United States of America. <laughs> it's time to take our day back Not in October game. 10th. <laughs> Today is our Independence Day. <laughs> Bill Pullman. Rest in peace. Wait, he's still alive. So, um, yeah, yeah. No, you got you to gotta go. You got to go. You have the, the best team in the world playing to go to the World Cup. Go because you want to say, I was there to send them off. Like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're the best team in the world, so they, they should win. But, like, go there, see them, see them win, see them play, see them I'll go, go to I'll France. go one step further. All right, so in 2011, remember, we made it to the World Cup final. But what most people forget is that we almost did not qualify for yep. that World Cup. We had, we, had to go to, we had to go to a playoff with Italy and do yeah. a home and away because oh, we yeah. lost and in this tournament. And we needed a 90th minute goal from Alex Morgan. To secure it. To secure it. We she did her own Landon Donovan Algeria. Yes. Nothing's given. So it really from that day, no one should guarantee anything. No one should assume that this is in the bag. We have to go out and, and will them across the finish line. Even if that finish line seems much closer than anything else, we still have to get them there. One thing that me and Dan talked about, uh, we, we were trying to figure out like a call to action for our fans for the women's team. It's like everyone talks about the performance the women give on the field. How do we match that performance in the stands as fans? I think that I, we, how do we figure that out? It's great. It's a great question. And I think, honestly, you have to think like the women's team. They are the best at what they do. And they're the best at what they do. And really, we have to try and match that. We have to be the best at what we do on that given day. Every day, they're waking up trying to be better than the team beyond that. So that's what we have to do. We have to bring it in the stands, make it so that they believe that we are with them. Um, and that means having a full section, having a bunch of people there ready to go, ready to see our team qualify for yet another World Cup. So. Um, I think our, I think our, I think Carrie's, you know, uh, a great spot. Raleigh and Durham are up for the challenge, and a lot of the local North Carolina chapters are as well. I think let's get everybody on board. It's and don't, for, don't forget the actual semifinals and finals in Frisco as well. Absolutely, you know, and Dallas, and I know Dallas Fort Worth are already planning events for that. So if you can't get it to get, make it to Carrie, make it to Frisco, but one or the other. The team needs our help. It's time for us to, to get behind it. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to get some uh, local heroes. Local flavor. <laughs> local heroes Sauce. on the mics, and we're going to talk. We'll probably, uh, I'll probably give it over to, uh, you know, the DWs over here uh, to make it happen. So uh, we'll be right back, and we'll talk soon.
All right, we are back on the soccer podcast where we talk about soccer. Uh, hey, Corey. Um, so we're here at Tailgate Brewery with uh, uh, AO Nashville President Jonathan Slape and uh, one of the owners of the new uh, Nashville uh, MLS team, Nashville SC, uh, Chris Redditch. Yep. Um, they're both here. They're going to talk to us about all things Nashville. Well, first of all, uh, guys, thank you guys for having us because this, uh, we, we, we talked about it in our last segment, this is always one of our favorite cities to come to. You guys always put on a good show, so uh, we're glad to be back here in your, uh, in your town. We love having you guys here. Yeah, it's always a it's good time. Good. It's been good. Absolutely. Uh, how are you guys enjoying so far? I mean, it's, it's early on in the week. We have a we have obviously a major game coming up, but uh, how you guys been enjoying everybody coming in from around the country for this? Uh, I've loved it. You know, I'm I'm originally from Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh my goodness! Uh, so went to Lincoln East High School and uh, I played against uh, a lot of the AO guys that that actually started AO. So okay, uh, being be, able to be you got to be real now. You're you're better than them, right? You can tell. Uh, we, it's, we, it's their we, podcast, but you can we, t- you can tell the truth. We we did win the state championships. Uh, my my junior senior. Oh, here we go. Yeah, See, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Justin so, about that. Ooh, he's yeah. in trouble. He, he was Southeast. I think they won back in the early 2000s, but I was the late 90s. Okay. So uh, I, I was I was playing while, while they were a little bit younger, but uh, you know I just love to see what soccer has turned into uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and how AO has just helped propel that. Uh, watching from afar uh, when I was playing or coaching uh, after college, uh, just just to see what they've done and what Jonathan's done here in Nashville, it's been it's been really cool. And with the the emergence of uh, Nashville SC, S, excuse me, Nashville SC, yeah. um, you are not a football club. You're a soccer uh, there, club. There's, Wait, a, there's a story behind there's that. There's a story too, behind man. that. Um, <laughs> but uh, how how is that? How have you seen the the energy change among the the soccer crowd here in the city? Because I'll tell you, from an outsider, every time I keep coming back, there's more and more stickers and flags yep. all over the place and hats. Uh, and, and that's a small thing, but just the, it seems like the psyche and the energy has changed. Yeah, you know, we, we're uh, really focused on developing soccer and just uh, teaming up with with AO, but but also recognizing, you know, there is this this uh, separation between mm-hmm. the national team and club, and we respect that. You know, I played soccer professionally, so I kind of I, I understand the stance there, and I'm f- so for that. But Nashville uh, really is an international city. There's 60,000 Kurds mm-hmm. in Nashville, and and people don't know that. It's the largest Kurdish population outside of Kurdistan, the, the, the region. And so Nashville has a pretty big international population. And so we are, we're continue, continuing to try to tap into that, uh, whether it's at the club or the national team level, and, and really really use the sport of soccer to unify the city in some really unique ways. And as you guys progress towards 2020, I'm going to get to the, the fan perspective of this, yeah. but I want to ask, you know, as you approach 2020, what's the mindset I know you guys are in in USL you're finishing up the season uh, right now how do you get to uh, the point where you say all right we I know we're in this league but we got to start putting our eyes forward what what what's the process with yeah from from an ownership standpoint that's already happening we're we're already starting to think about uh, the draft and and how we kind of prepare our club and our team and we're starting to hire Mm -hmm. uh, people that 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 can can, kind of take us to that next level uh, and and help you know we always say here in Nashville you know Nashville does a really good job of exporting music with country music or el- exporting healthcare uh, with with uh, with our healthcare businesses. We want to export soccer, mm-hmm. uh, and we want to develop a world-class club. 
club uh, that, that's doing things in really unique, innovative ways, but also connecting back to the American roots. Mm -hmm. You know, it is soccer here. Uh, not that it, it can't be football or, or soccer, but it's just we want to celebrate what's Nashville and do this in a really unique way here in Nashville. Absolutely, absolutely. And with Slate, you know, we've known each other a long time. You, yeah, you're, we have. The, you're a friend of the podcast. You've been on it because we've broadcast from here several times, but. I mean, we're, we're here at Tailgate Brewery, which used to be Harp and Fiddle, which used to be Dan McGinnis, and yep. you've seen that growth, yeah. uh, not not just from this bar, but within your chapter. How do you how do you manage that? Because you've been around for, for quite a while, and how does that growth affect, you know, everything around here? I mean, the management is, it's a lot about having a good team of people around you. I mean, you know, when this chapter started in 2011, it was a lot of, it was really just myself and, you know, two other people. Um, but now we have a very strong, you know, we have a very strong, you know, leadership team. Um, and then we've seen other groups of people. Um, AO isn't the only soccer group in town. You have a building very strong supporter culture for, for National SC. I mean, you have the Premier League stuff, but it's been, it's been great to watch soccer fandom mature in a way that I feel only happens when you have you know, local soccer week in and week out, whereas it's not just, you know, supporting the national team where it's, uh, you know, a couple times a year or it's supporting a like a, a club team from Europe or, you know, wherever else. It's 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 a it's a really cool thing to watch um, just the culture as a whole grow in the city um, and in from all different aspects too. I mean, you have groups that cater to families, you have groups that, you know, cater to certain other aspects and demographics, um, but it's just really cool to watch that evolve um, and see other people that are, you know, doing that as well. And how, how has your, you know, from a chapter leader standpoint, you know, a lot of chapter leaders are busy. I find you're one of the busiest because you know, you're balancing this with the, you know, your, your club affiliation with your, your European one, and now you have a local club that adds 15 to 16 weekends a year um, uh, to your to your plate. How do you manage all that? A lot of it's the games happen at different times, to be honest. And you, sleep, um, and you sleep on what, Wednesday? Sleep on Wednesdays. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, a lot of it's, you know, um, it happens at different times. You know, you have, you know, European soccer in the mornings, um, club soccer in the afternoons. And, the, and, and it's actually kind of cool to be able to, you know, in the mornings, you may want to wake up and watch your, watch your, your Premier League or European team play and then um, catch an MLS game and then actually walk to the stadium then go watch uh, your local team um, and I'll, I'll say this it's been very nice as someone who's been heavily involved in AO um, to be able to go to games and not be responsible for anything <laughs> to be able to just to show up I, I, I don't I don't sit in the supporters section just because it just gives me a chance to you know the supporters groups do a great job here in Nashville but it just it lends another experience that I haven't had for so long um, just to be able to enjoy the team and mm -hmm. and get to be a fan like I'm not to say that I'm not a fan of the U.S. but it's just it's a different it's a different atmosphere and we have to talk about this. This brewery that you have here, Tailgate Brewery, has been tremendous in creating a beer for this, especially just for this game. I mean, you've done it in years past, but 
they've done generic ones. This one is brewed especially for this game. Talk to us about this collaboration. So beer's called the Future is Golden. Um, so Which is perfect for it, this game. <laughs> I'm actually going to give Dan Weersma credit. So Dan named the beer. Um, I was Trey, who's the GM here at the the East Side. I'm not the East Side, the uh, Music Row Brewery. Um, he's like, "Hey, we want to do another beer. We need a name for it." Um, and I was like, ah, "I don't know." And then I was texting with Dan. He was like, "Futurist Golden." So really, the whole idea is, you know, this is a new cycle for U.S. soccer. We have a lot of youth in the in the ranks, um, and really, you know, celebrating a new cycle, celebrating the chance to start something new. Um, and as we watch a lot of these older stars, you know, Dempsey retired earlier this week, uh, but as we watch a lot of those older stars go away, I mean, those, the group of people that I uh, really identify a lot of my U.S. soccer fandom with, um, but we get to celebrate and watch these new legends, these new stories grow. Um, and that's really what what it's what it's all about. And the and the great thing for me, it's delicious. Um, it is delicious. And, and very it is light, good. so tastes good. Um, for both of you, and I, I guess I'll give this to you first. What does this mean? And yeah, I mean, you guys have had games. You've had a lot of matches here in the past. What does it mean, both for the fan and, and for the team, to have? the game here. USA Mexico is in is in Nashville. It could be anywhere in the world, but it's here. How do you how does that what does that mean for the city? You know, I I just think it's uh you know, US soccer looking at Nashville and saying we could come here and the fans in Nashville, the fans in greater Nashville and Tennessee are going to support our team, uh, the United States. And so, uh, you know, I I take great pride in, in living in Nashville and seeing the turnout here tonight, that's seen the turnout over the last couple of years uh, with matches and, and the rumors of, of a potential match coming uh, next year. Like, that's exciting. And I think that just builds upon what, what you've built here in Nashville. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's it's a great honor, you know. We've had we've had a lot of games here in Nashville. Um, the first one I remember was the you know 09 game against Trinidad and Tobago. Yep. Um, but it it says something very specific about Nashville and something we take pride in of like, you know, we're gonna give you one of the marquee games. Yes, it's a friendly, but it's it's never a friendly when you play Mexico. Mm -hmm. uh, no matter no matter who it is, no matter where, um, when you're playing Mexico, it it has it has a lot of meaning. Um, but it just means that you know every single time you know we know that the eyes of U.S. soccer and you know the uh, American soccer as a whole is in Nashville, and you know we want to make sure that we represent our city. Um, we're, we we've ever all of us that live here are very prideful, and we love Nashville, and we want people to fall in love with Nashville. And I think a lot of it says, you know, this is a Tuesday. I mean, it's a Monday night. We have a, there's a ton of people here from out of town. Um, I mean, I know a lot of that is everybody wants to come to Nashville and, ha and have a good time on Broadway. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's just, it's it's something that, you know, we take a lot of pride in. Um, and then looking forward to, you know, maybe maybe we get to be the, the new home of the Mexico, uh, you know, World Cup qualifiers Ooh. when that new when that new stadium gets built. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I see what you're, I see what you're angling for. All right. Yeah, I, I'm angling hard. Yeah. I'm super excited about this new stadium because what it will mean for, you know, soccer in the city as a whole, but especially U.S. soccer. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to get you out with this question, and you're probably thinking I'm going to ask for a prediction for the game. I am not. One player that you're looking forward to seeing tomorrow the most? Timothy Weah. I mean, he is... Just an exciting, fearless young player. 
um, who, you know, we all, a lot of us, we know his who his dad is, and we've watched his dad play. Yep. Um, but he plays with um, an attitude um, and a bit of not cockiness in a bad way, um, where he just uh, he's fearless. And it's like you saw, you know, when we played Brazil on Friday night, he went out there and you know he ran at he ran at the Brazilian team. He made uh, he made some plays, tried to get on the end of balls, uh, and he just he brings a lot of excitement uh, to the team. And I, I would actually say that's who I'm looking forward to see in person, and uh, mainly the energy. And, and I think you know from, from a soccer standpoint, you, you, we talked about Dempsey retiring, you know, a, a couple weeks ago, and, and Dempsey had this just specialness that you don't typically see in, in a U.S. player. And I think he brings that. Yeah. Uh, and 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 we need that because we need the younger generation seeing players like that from America doing and running at the world's best players. Mm -hmm. uh, because you know we we could do that. I, I think we can compete with the best in the world as long as we see more and more of uh, of the U.S. players doing that. Absolutely. Well, two ambassadors of the game here in Nashville. We got Jonathan. We got Chris. Thank you guys for coming on the soccer podcast where we talk about soccer. Uh, good luck tomorrow. I, I know you're, you're probably going to be capping with us, right? right yes, Slate? I am. Okay, good. And uh, Chris, best of luck to you and everything you. going forward. Uh, as a DC United fan, I'm looking forward yeah. to all the road trips down here. That'll be Stay great. Stay with my man Slate and uh, eat some hot chicken and, and watch the teams play. But uh, best of luck going forward. Thank you. All right, we are going to take a quick break. Justin might come back or he might just let me have it. But we'll be back in a minute. So we'd like to thank Jonathan Slape and Chris Redditch for joining us on the soccer podcast. Um, it was great to talk about soccer, uh, soccer uh, here in Nashville specifically, and and you know the upcoming game tomorrow against Mexico and what it means for the city moving forward with their uh, uh, MLS aspirations coming to fruition in the last uh, few months. But uh, guys, I think it's prediction time, right? Ugh. I got to put you on the spot. Who, me? You, you, Justin. So no, Mexico be you? just lost to Uruguay by a ton. Yeah. Um, I am not losing this game tomorrow, so there's no way I make a prediction where we're losing. So I'm I'm not going Dos Acero either. I think we're going to get more than one goal. I'm funneling here, guys. I'm funneling. Um, Wait for it. I think it's going to be high scoring. I'm going to go 3-2. Ooh. U.S. Okay. Who scores? Jesse Tardis with a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that elicit laughs? That's so sad. I wasn't laughing. So it was actually not, so not a bad idea. So did Novakovic not get in the game in New York, did he? No, he didn't. I love that guy. I really want him to get in there and get his goal. I, 
<laughs> I really like that. Because you want to see a, a video of his mom crying. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Yeah. That's passion and love for this. What his, both her son and the sport. Uh, I would love a goal from him. I would love a goal from Wea. And um, Will Trap with a screamer. <laughs> trap, trap, trap. All right, Dan. What you got? Well, I can't take 16-14 because you used that earlier. <laughs> no, I said I didn't care if we won 16-14. I didn't say I was gonna. It was gonna be that way. I mean, I did say. I did say. Dosacero's dead. Long live Dosacero. I mean, somebody has. I'm going to be the guy that says Dosacero, just to to fill that. Fill that void. Fill that spot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I. I just, I just want to win. I want my broken heart to be mended with a win. It doesn't, it doesn't make up for missing the World Cup. It doesn't make up for Trinidad. But it, but it'll it, feel but good tomorrow. It will feel good tomorrow. It's like it'll a feel US good. U.S. soccer band-aid. Mm -hmm. Just put it's it a over. Soccer band-aid. We need this band-aid over this wound that we have, yeah. and yeah. that win tomorrow would do that. Oh my gosh. So for me, meow, uh, meow, meow. Please, please win. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, uh, you alluded to it earlier. I wrote about it. Uh, today, uh, I'm going to one uh, United States, and I don't know who's going to score the winner, but I think it's going to be one of those young kids because I think when it's a 2-1 victory over your arch rival, is going to be part of this history of this rivalry, and I can't wait for it to be written by one of the youngsters uh, oh, yeah. for the first time. So oh, I don't know who God. that's going to be, but I think it's going to be one of the youngsters that puts us over the top. That's a great. I love that. Like, they're writing their history. The start of this rivalry for a lot of these players starts tomorrow. Yeah. W would you say the future is golden? I oh. would say that. Oh. Beers, beers. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so, so we talked about the New York game. We're here in Nashville. We talked about Nashville and the game tomorrow. I'm feeling excited for what's happening tomorrow. So it's glad good, that you it's guys. It's been a good weekend. And, you know, let's just keep the good times rolling tomorrow, huh? Yeah. I agree. And we are with all these people here from all over the country. Yes. This Amazing great. AO family. This is why I do this. I may be exhausted, run down, but I come to these things because of the people that I've seen all over the country, all my new friends from American Outlaws at this event, both in New York, New Jersey, sorry, East Rutherford, New Jersey. <laughs> both, both. Shout out to AO NYC and AO North Jersey for hosting us. Yeah, and they're great hosts. Oh yeah, they're they're fantastic. Yes. Oh my gosh, and uh, the people here in Nashville. This is why we do it. Yep. I'm telling you. I mean, let's get back to having some more of these yeah, yeah. futures golden beers. Well, sure. I really, I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Man, I got emotional there. Oh, this is a touching I moment. Appreciate you guys nobody so can see, much. No, nobody can see this, but there's a group hug going. There's a group hug going. <laughs> and we're right. going to destroy all the podcast equipment, so we got to go. Yeah. All right, so I can't wait till we talk about this victory tomorrow on our next podcast. Oh, we're, we're going to record after the game? No, just Whoa. sometime after. Just, oh, oh, sometime after. Oh, if we, if we win we're tomorrow, I will do one in the hotel room because I'm going to be so ecstatic. That we're gonna we're gonna place that bandaid band band on our bandaid 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 on our wound. <laughs> it's gonna be glorious. Are I you can't guys wait. With me? Yeah. So tomorrow. So uh, tune in for a special <laughs> live lit. <laughs>
<laughs> the lit, yeah, the lit factor is going to be elevated yeah. if we win. So uh, oh, let's do stick this. around for that. Everyone, get to your get to your local chapters. Get to your bars tomorrow. Uh, if you can't get to your bar, gather with your friends and your family. Watch w it at home. www.theamericanoutlaws.com slash chapters to find nearly 200 chapter locations for you to watch with your AO family. Yeah, it's going to be fun tomorrow. It's, it's, it is the game. Let's get it on. The, e the hype email is will be in your inbox tomorrow. You don't need an email to get hype for this one, baby. <laughs> but but if if you wanted yeah, to get extra hype, you please <laughs> please help our click rate. Sorry, Dan. Dan. Dan's the one that writes up. I didn't, I didn't mean well, anything no, by Chris, that. Chris has got this one this time. So. <laughs> All right. And retweet right. the shit out of everything that uh, Cody posts tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. So just smash that retweet button. All right. Until that podcast, we'll talk to you then. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. Bye.